God is good. And all the time. Sometimes we have to be reminded that through Christ we are overcomers. And sometimes we go through some difficult times in life when we have to just sing powerful songs so we can stay encouraged. And here's the beautiful thing. I know everybody in here has been through something. And no one has the right to tell you how to celebrate. No one has the right to tell you to relax. Because what I know is that God has been good to everybody. So we encourage you this morning to stay in the fight to the final round. And so, Father, we come to you this morning. God, we come to you because we need encouragement at times, God. And so, God, I ask that you be with all of us this morning. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds, God. Let your word reign true. God, thank you for the work that you're doing in this place, this building. And in this place, our hearts. Continue to have your way, God. We commit this time unto you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. So we've been doing a series over the last several weeks called Be Encouraged. And we've come to a place in our journey, a place in our text as we dig through 2 Corinthians. Where Paul in both 1 Corinthians as well as 2 Corinthians, he's been dealing with a whole lot of stuff. And we get to a place in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 where we start to see how he overcame some of those pieces of discouragement. We come to a place in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 where we can pull for ourselves some principles of how we can get through discouragement. And so, church, today, this morning, I want to talk to you all about overcoming your discouragement. Now, here's the thing. Some of you may be discouraged right now. And some of you might not be discouraged right now. But I guarantee you, if you live life long enough, you will be discouraged. And so whether this message is for you right now or for later on, I pray that you keep this close to your heart. And so Paul starts chapter 12 off by talking about 
his weaknesses, and he's talking about how he could be boasting and a whole bunch of things. He gives some history about some man that went to heaven and some of the things that he's seen, and he was talking about the fact that this man couldn't even describe it because heaven was just that great. And then we come to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 5. The Bible says, I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Sometimes, church, if you are not careful, your own weaknesses will discourage you. There are people that have been professional athletes that by the time they retire or when they get close to retirement, they start feeling a sense of depression because they can no longer do the things that they used to be able to do. Sometimes I get discouraged by the weakness of my memory. Now, I'm not as old as some of you. So I'm going to assume some of you have this same testimony. Sometimes I'll be having a conversation with my, my wife, and she'll be telling me that she told me something. I'll be sitting there thinking, you ain't tell me that. And while I'm struggling with that, I'm like, I know she didn't tell me that, but then there's a part of me that's thinking, Sadiq, I hope you really didn't forget that. And I know it can't be a case of me not listening to my wife because all husbands listen to their wives. I don't know why they laughing. (laughs) Now, granted, sometimes it's after their wives have stopped talking. I understand that. That's when the guys listen sometimes. Sometimes my own weakness with my memory, I'd be like, how did I, how did I forget that? There's a man in the Bible by the name of, of Abraham. And if we look at Genesis chapter 17, Abraham was, he had just received a promise from God. God told him that he and his wife were going to have a child, and talking about his wife Sarah, he and his wife were going to have a a child, and they were old in, in age. And this was Abraham's response. Genesis 17, 17, Abraham fell face down, and he laughed and said to himself, will a son be born to a man 100 years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? And so we see even in this text, Abraham was limited by his own weaknesses, and it discouraged him, even though God told him that something great was going to happen, Abraham looked at his own weakness, and he was discouraged. And if we go to the next chapter, Genesis 18, we'll see Sarah's response. Genesis 18, 12. So Sarah laughed when she got the news. Sarah laughed to herself. And she thought, after I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? Both Abraham and Sarah were staring at their weaknesses, and it discouraged them. But church, I came to tell you this morning that 
if you can get through your own weaknesses and not let that discourage you, you will see God's glory in the end. Because if you know the story of Abraham and and Sarah, you'll know that in the end, they actually did have a child. Just like the Lord told them, they actually became the father and the mother of many nations. Church, if you can just hold on in spite of your weaknesses, you will see God's glory in the end. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11, the Bible says, I have made a fool of myself, but you drove me to it. I ought to have been commended by you, for I am not in the least inferior to the super apostles, even though I am nothing. Sometimes you are going to be discouraged by the people around you. Paul in this text, he said, I have made a fool of myself, but you drove me to it. I ought to have been commended by you, and he ought to have been commended because Paul was doing great things. But the people around him treated him differently than he should have been treated. Sometimes the people in your circle will discourage you. There's a man, a prophet, by the name of Elijah. And Elijah, he was representing the the Lord. The nation of Israel, they had turned their back on on God, and he was representing the Lord. And so the nation of Israel, they started submitting to these false prophets. And so Elijah said, all right, I'll tell you what, this is 1 Kings chapter 18. Elijah said, I'll tell you what, we're going to have a contest. You go ahead and you call on your God to bring fire down. And I'm going to call on my God to bring fire down. And whoever's God does it first, that God is the true and living God. And so the false prophets, they called on Baal, they called on their their false god, and nothing was happening. And they calling on them day and night, day and night. They're calling on them, and nothing was happening. And so the bold Elijah, he starts antagonizing them a little bit. He's like, well, maybe you need to yell it a little bit louder. Maybe they're not hearing you. Maybe your gods are asleep. How about you go ahead and try to wake your gods up? And so Elijah is really trying to get them to get their gods to do something. And then Elijah is pretty much like, you know what? I gave you enough time. Now it's my turn. So Elijah... He told the nation of Israel, he said, you know what? I'm going to prove to you that this isn't magic and this has nothing to do with me. Go get some buckets of water. And I want you to pour it on this wood. One bucket, that's not enough. I need you to go get some more water. And they poured buckets of water on this wood. Elijah called out to the Lord God. And God not only consumed the wood, he consumed the sacrifice on it 
dried up all the water around it, and even the people near it felt the fire that was brought down by God. That was chapter 18. Now we get to chapter 19. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. Elijah was afraid and he ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servants there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Elijah was doing the work of God. He was being used by God. And yet the people around him discouraged him and had him thinking that he was not doing God's work. Sometimes as believers, there are going to be people in your circle that discourage you, even when you know that you are serving God correctly. There are going to be people that try to discourage you. But church, if you could just hang in there, in spite of the people around you, you will see God's glory in the end. The story of Elijah does not end like this. If, if, you, if you know the Bible, Elijah, even though Jezebel claimed it, Elijah was never killed. Not only was Elijah never killed, but Jezebel was actually tossed out of a high rise onto the ground. Blood splattered over the streets and dogs consumed her body. And so even though Elijah was in a place where he was strongly discouraged by other people, he hung in there and God's glory was revealed in the end. So church, in spite of your own weaknesses, church, in spite of the people around you, just hang in there and you will see God's glory revealed in the end. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14, I, I, I take from Paul. He says, now I am ready to visit you for the third time and I will not be a burden to you because what I want is not your possessions, but you. After all, children should not have to save up for their parents, but parents for their children. Church, sometimes we are discouraged by our own family. You see, in previous times, the, 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 the scripture seems to point to Paul having been a burden on his spiritual children in the past. 
And in his wisdom, Paul understood that if he was not careful, if he asked his children to do the work that the parents should do, then they could be discouraged from what was ultimately about to happen. Sometimes wives get discouraged when they have to do the work of the husband. Sometimes children get discouraged when they have to do the work of the parent. There are so many grandparents that are raising their grandbabies because their parents have decided that they want to just live life and do whatever they want. Sometimes grandparents get discouraged by their own family. Sometimes within the body of Christ, we learn what our brothers and sisters really think based on things they post on social media. Sometimes we get discouraged. I came to, uh, to Maryland in order to go to college. My aunt, one of my favorite aunts, my aunt, she told me about this scholarship at, at UMBC, this math and, and science scholarship. And so I applied for this scholarship. And I was trying to get everything right in before the deadline. I found out about it really late. I tried to get everything in, and I, I, I sent it in express and, and all of that, and they got it, and I didn't get the scholarship. Now, I thought surely they didn't do their research because they didn't know how great Sadiq was. Sadiq is an honor student. How does he not get the scholarship? Sadiq is the captain of the basketball and the soccer team. How does he not? Sadiq is the president of the Student Government Association. How does, you know what? I'm going to go to UMBC and prove these people wrong. So I went to UMBC. And I majored in mechanical engineering. And while majoring in mechanical engineering, I excelled at falling asleep in my classes. <laughs> that was so boring to me. And so when the semester was over, I had a stellar grade point average of 2.5. Somebody praise God for the 2.5. <laughs> I was discouraged by my own weaknesses. I was discouraged by all these brilliant minds around me. And so the next semester I decided, okay, well, you know what? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and have to, to make some changes. And so I started taking these African-American studies classes. Now, the reason I took African-American studies is because I was learning about information that I just didn't get at the schools that I went to before. And I'm loving everything that we learn. I'm like, oh, man, and I can see how I relate to this. So I'm just eating it up, excelling in these classes. And then I tell my aunt, Aunt D, you know what? I'm going to major in African-American studies. And my aunt was like, okay, what you going to do with that? <laughs> I 
I, I guess I'm a, I'm a teacher. <laughs> I'm deep. She says, Sadiq, let me tell you something. Your family did not work this hard for you to be the first one in our family to attend a four-year institution for you just to become a teacher. I was shattered. My heart was broken. I was like, what's wrong with a teacher? And I got what she was saying. Sometimes your own family will discourage you. But if you hang in there, you'll see God's glory revealed. In the end, I ended up changing my major to information technology, and then I also double majored in African-American studies. Here was the beauty of it, that I was able to do something with math and science, and at the same time, God was going to call me to teach in a whole different way. If you can just hang in there, you'll see God's glory revealed in the end. 2 Corinthians, he, he, he continues, chapter 12, verse 20 says, For I am afraid that when I come, I may not find you as I want you to be, and you may not find me as you want me to be. I fear that there may be discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. Church, if you're not careful, sometimes you're going to be discouraged by the opinions of others about you. If you're not careful, you'll be discouraged about the opinions of others. About you. He says, for I am afraid that when I come, I may not find you as I want you to be, and you may not find me as you want me to be. In other words, the perception, the opinion of the saints at the church of Corinth, they may not see Paul the way that they were expecting to see Paul, and that might, for I am afraid, that might discourage him. There's a man in the New Testament by the name of, of Peter. And Peter was one of the top disciples of Jesus. And so Jesus has been arrested and he's preparing to be crucified. And there's a crowd and somebody notices Peter and say, hey, weren't you with him? And the opinions of others about him made him say, nah, that wasn't me. So somebody else asked him. Peter was so discouraged by the opinions of others that he started cussing. Church, I tell you, if you're not careful, the opinions of other people might make you want to cuss. But in spite of the opinions of other people, if you can just hang in there, God's glory will be revealed in the end. That was towards the end of Matthew or in some of the other synoptic gospels as well. But if you get to Acts chapter 1, what you'll see is that Paul is now in front of a crowd of unbelievers. And the same Paul, I mean the same Peter rather, that disowned Christ is now preaching to a crowd of unbelievers, giving them the testimony of Jesus Christ. 
teaching them about repentance and telling them the importance of baptism. The same crowd that would have once attacked him, Peter now had the boldness to stand on the truth of who God was because he was no longer impacted by the opinions of other people about him. Church, if you can hang in there with the opinions of other people about you, you'll see God's glory revealed. In the end, what I like about this same story, if you look at the first chapter of Acts, you'll know that through that preaching of Peter, through him telling about Jesus Christ and telling about repentance and telling about the baptism, 3,000 people came to the Lord. You hang in there, God's glory will be revealed. In the end, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 21, a, a fifth source of discouragement is my own outlook on life. I am afraid that when I come again, my God will humble me before you. And I will be grieved over many who have sinned earlier and have not repented of the impurity, sexual sin, and debauchery in which they have indulged. See, Paul's outlook on the church was that he didn't know what it was going to look like. Sometimes our outlook on life discourages us from doing what God wants us to do. There's a story in the Old Testament about a Philistine. This Philistine was named Goliath. And this Philistine came towards the army of the nation of Israel, and he was ready to fight anybody. Now, you have to understand, King Saul had some of the best warriors in the world at the time. And when this Philistine came on the scene, the Bible says in verses 10 and 11 of 1 Samuel 17, the Bible says, then the Philistine said, this day I defy the armies of Israel, all your warriors, I defy the armies. Give me a man and let us fight each other. And on hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. You see, their outlook on life, their outlook, if they were to fight this giant, their outlook was they were going to die. And so they were discouraged. They were dismayed. They were terrified. But church, in spite of your outlook on life, if you can just hang in there, God's glory will be revealed. In the end, for if you know the story of Goliath, you know somebody finally had the courage to step up to him. It was a young boy by the name of, of David. And he was already overlooked by his, his family. He was already overlooked by King Saul. But he said, you know what? I'm not scared. I'll go ahead and take this giant on. And he killed Goliath. 
See, church, if you can have the type of outlook that David had, as opposed to the type of outlook that the Israelites had, you will see God's glory revealed in the end. There are two more points that I want to present to you all this morning. And it may be two of the most repetitive, if you will. Repetitive in terms of sources of discouragement in our lives. And that next one is sometimes we get discouraged by Satan. Sometimes the devil discourages us. 2 Corinthians 12, going back to verses 6 and 7, the Bible says, even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth, but I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say. Or because of these surpassingly great revelations, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Sometimes Satan is going to put things in your head. Sometimes Satan is going to put things along your path. And if you are not careful, it is going to discourage you. And church, that's why the Bible makes it clear in Ephesians 6. That's why the Bible makes it clear that we have to keep on the helmet of salvation. Because it blocks out all of that foolishness that the devil tries to get inside of our heads. That's why the Bible says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, because the more you focus on Christ Jesus, the less you are focusing on what the devil is trying to tell you. So maybe there's somebody today that just needs to know that if you can hang in there in spite of what the devil is throwing your way, you will see God's glory revealed in the end. The penalty of our sins, the Bible says, for the wages of our sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Through the power of Jesus Christ on the cross, the penalty of sin and the Satan's influence has been destroyed. Church, because of God the Son, the, the penalty of our sin has been destroyed. Because of God, the Holy Spirit, the influence and the power of sin over our lives is being destroyed on a daily basis. And for those of you that know what God the Father will do once we are called home, the presence of sin is going to be removed from us once we get into heaven. Church, if you can just hang in there, God's glory will be revealed in the end. The final point that I want to bring to you this morning may be difficult for some of you to admit. And sometimes we get discouraged by God. 2 Corinthians 12, 8, Paul wrote, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it 
away from me. Three times he pleaded with God to take this away from me. Sometimes there are prayers that you ask God for and you don't see it happen when you want it to happen or how you want it to happen and you get discouraged by God. When Jesus was on the cross, we see the fullness of his godhood and the fullness of his manhood there on the cross. And when Jesus is there, he said, my God, talking to the Father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Same thing with, with Paul. He said, three times, God, three times I pleaded. There's a man named David in, in Scripture who Jesus was actually quoting. When we look at Psalm 22, starting at the very first verse, this same David that defeated Goliath, he was discouraged by God. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish, my God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer by night, but I find no rest. So even David was discouraged for a season by God. But if David could just hang in there, he would see God's glory revealed. In the end, church, I have a deep prayer life. There are a lot of things that I just want God to do. And I have prayed to God about stuff, wanting God to do things when I want him to do it. Nothing. But Sadiq, if you could just hang in there, you'll see God's glory revealed. In the end, I shared a testimony with you all. For those of you that have been at this church for a while, I've shared a testimony with you all about the relationship I've had with my dad. And the fact that I had no idea where he was and how to get in contact with him. I'm praying to God. I ain't hear nothing from God, let alone my dad. But Sadiq, if you can just hang in there, you'll see God's glory revealed in the end. Last year, and I shared this with you all, after years of no communication, I heard from my father. Sadiq, if you can just hang in there, you'll see God's glory revealed in the end. Since then, not only have I talked to my dad, but we've had conversations about faith, and he's asked me to send him messages that I've preached at this church. Sadiq, if you can just hang in there, you'll see God's glory 
revealed. And yet one time this year, I was so discouraged that my dad called me up out of the blue, not even knowing that I was going through some discouragement. And he says, Sadiq, continue speaking the truth. Sadiq, if you can just hang in there, you'll see God's glory revealed. In the end, since that communication, my dad has not only spent time with me on the phone and talking about uh, Bible messages that I've done here. Not only have I visited Sacramento, but church, Sadiq hung in there. And this morning, I'm thankful to say that my dad is worshiping with us this morning in the church. Sadiq, if you could just hang in there. You'll see God's glory revealed. And in church, if you can just hang in there, I don't care what you're going through, you will see God's glory revealed in the end. And so we end with going back to David. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. My God, my God, what is going on? And then we get to a psalm later. A very famous psalm. And we see David's posture, his attitude, his mindset, his courage. He is in a different place. Psalm 23 says, he went away from my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? To the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still or quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Verse 4. Psalm 23, he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death or the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The same God I was discouraged in, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. David is so encouraged now. He says, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Church, if you can just hang in there, no matter what you're going through in life, following right behind you is goodness and love. And if you can hang in there, the glory in the end that you're going to see is you being in the house of the Lord forever. And so, God, we come to you right now. God, I just ask that you help us stay encouraged.
God, help us remember that we are overcomers and you move these mountains and we just have to hang on in there. And so, God, I just ask right now for anybody that's going through something, you give them the courage that they need. Blow their minds, God. And give them the faith to know that your glory will be revealed in the end. And Jesus, we thank you for that today. We love you and we honor you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.